Welcome to episode number 41 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-host tonight is Les. Unfortunately, Lenore is away today. Tonight, we're talking about blogging, specifically stationary blogging. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. I'm using my tried and true Musgrave test scoring with that sharp hex. <laughs> um, it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm in love with the sharp hex. And if we do decide to do custom pencils, it's going to be a battle between <laughs> sharp hex or not. And I'm writing on the Casemate pink legal pad that is so good to me. Although it's kind of annoying because the paper is super thin. It's almost feels like tissue paper. <laughs> like oh, it like it, it, it writes well, but I had just had to erase something and I tore the paper in half. <laughs> um, so crossing out is better than erasing. Um, and I am drinking this horrid Keurig pod coffee. It's called dark magic. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have coffee. I, I don't really drink coffee. This is decaf, actually. I'm trying to lay off the coffee just for my own health. Um, so caffeine specifically. So, yeah, this is – I put a lot of cream and sugar in it. Oh, uh, God. So it's, it's light and sweet, but it still gives the taste of coffee. Although I discovered something the other day, and, and Les, maybe you can speak to this because I'm not originally from here. So I was like – I needed to wake up, so I went to Dunkin'. I don't like Dunkin' Donuts, but I went there. And I got a coffee and I said, light and sweet. And then they said to me, oh, extra, extra. And oh, like, yeah. The extra, what? extra thing. I learned about that recently myself. And I'm like, I've never heard of it. Same here. Like, I'm like, I, I get sure. <laughs> like, because I, I can't, I can't with Dunkin' Coffee. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually, surprisingly at work, I, I work at a convenience store part time called Cumberland Farms. Their coffee is actually really good. And their, their um, seasonal blends are actually, um, like our, our current one is from a, a coffee roasting company called Epic. I don't know if you heard of It's so, so, so good. So I've, I've been spoiled uh, uh, with like coffee because I get free coffee at work. Oh, um, nice. But, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm drinking it extra, extra, <laughs> but it's, it's horrific. It's just, I needed something to psychologically wake me up. I know there's some caffeine and decaf, but not enough to be not a lot. harmful, but, but that's me. Uh, what about you, Les? So, uh, in opposition to your horrifying coffee, I am <laughs> finishing up the tail end of, in- I brewed a pot of Intelligentsia's Black Cat Espresso. Ooh but I brewed it pour over instead of with espresso. Okay. Or as espresso. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is really delicious. And I'm so my local stop and slop has mm-hmm. been offering Intelligentsia. And every time I go in, they spit out a new $2 off coupon. Oh. So basically I've been getting Intelligentsia at a really cheap price because the first one was four bucks off. Wow. And the next, the next two have been $2 off. Um, so that's been really fabulous. I've been enjoying lots of delicious coffee. Yes. Um, I am using a Parker Jotter fountain pen, which I'm planning on writing a review on. And, uh, for those who don't read my blog, it's not a great pen. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, the, the, actually the nib is not bad. It came and it wrote pretty well. It had, did have a little bit of what's called baby's bottom. So it did skip a little bit. And with a little bit of work, it's a really smooth, uh, pen. It feels pretty good, but the body of the pen, it leaves a lot to be desired. 
and I am writing in a barren fig train of thought. What's exciting for you? Um, so I've been playing a lot of video games. Um, the winter fall cycle is pretty active for video game releases. It's kind of like movies in the movie theater. They release the good stuff around the holidays. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. True. So uh, a new game came out for Nintendo Switch called um, Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, depending. And the game's really cool because it links up with Pokemon Go, for those of you who play. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so you can transfer in Pokemon that you've caught to the Switch game, which I have not done because I'm a purist. I want to catch them all in the actual game and not cheat. <laughs> um, so, And it comes with this really cool Pokeball controller, which I have not used to play the game, but you can use the Pokeball controller with Pokemon Go. So essentially what will happen is you can have this Pokeball, which is about the size of like a golf ball, um, and you can catch Pokemon and pokemon go without even opening the app it'll vibrate in your hand and you just hit a button and it vibrates a certain pattern to let you know that you've caught the pokemon so it's pretty cool because i i want to start being a little bit more active um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when i was more active i was playing pokemon go a lot in fact Les, we played together when i visited you we did indeed and it's really kind of a motivator for me, especially now. I think when we played, rating wasn't the way it used to be. Um, you know, now it's so much better. And, like, it just there's a lot more features to the game that, that give you incentive to walk that extra half mile or whatever. So, um, so I've been playing that. I beat the main game. For those of you that are well-versed in Pokemon, um, the Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, they're remakes of Pokemon Yellow. So if you paid, played Pokemon Yellow, it is a remake of that game essentially so it's just the original 151 pokemon so i beat the main game now there's a whole other game that opens up so that's been really consuming my time Mm. um i've also been doing great with my budget since last time we recorded um i think the hardest part for me is not being able to buy all of the things especially since um there were a lot of good sales um for black friday yeah there really were a lot of and uh... it was it was tough i resisted for the most part um, you know, but it's like, I have to really sit down and say, do I need that? You know, I mean, there's sometimes mm. things are a no brainer. Like if something's like yeah. half off, like, all right, buy the thing. Like Gina, my wife, um, she, you know, bought a couple outfits from this one store that she shops at because everything was half off online for a certain period of time. Like, I can't say no to that. Like it's, it's regular. It's not like a black Friday sale that, Oh, here's these garbage items. They're half off like stores that do the, everything is half off for two hours online. Like do it, you know, but, um, I've been doing good. Um, but I've already spent my December spend money. <laughs> um, my other hobby, Tamagotchis, um, a new version of the Tamagotchi has been released in Japan and I really, really wanted them. Um, and you, Tamagotchis are, I'm not going to get into it now, but like they're, they're so much more advanced. They have color screens, they can connect with each other. So essentially to get full functionality, you should buy two. So between shipping and the Tamagotchis themselves, it was like 120 bucks, but whoa, it's like two video games. Yeah. So, and I, I give myself a hundred dollars spend money, so I'm going to have to shift around and take 20 bucks out of my coffee money. So it, this budget thing is really keeping me on track because now I'm faced with the fact that, okay, I got something I wanted, but now that's it. Unless I, the only stipulation that I've come up with for budgeting with Gina is if we sell things. So if I sell pencils or other Tamagotchis or video games, I can use that money to buy more stuff. 
Uh-huh. Just like she lists a lot of her clothes online in like groups to sell. Um, other than that, we're sticking to our hundred dollar a month spend money budget and it's, it's been good. It's, it's great that I have bills paid for December already. Nice. So yeah. Um, so that's been my exciting life. Um, basically the key is distraction, just, you know, staying busy. Mm -hmm. Winter is always the crappy time for me. I don't go outside in the summer. So (laughs) winter is, is definitely between it being cold and less can attest to this. These past couple days have been frigid. It's been uh, awful. It really has. It's been unusually, unseasonably cold uh, right. for November. Like we had, I was like looking at the temperature, uh, and I realized we had like February temperatures mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. I was like, "What is this garbage? Like, that's right. not right. That's not okay." Right. I mean, today here, um, it it's a heat wave. It's going to be like forty-seven degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. So um so yeah, being active um with my hobbies has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, Les, what's exciting for you? So I have been, so I, I am a big user of my local library. We, <laughs> we talked about that in the last episode quite a bit <laughs> yes. and yes. how I like to needle my local librarian. Um, and I also, so there, my local library got hooked in with a lot of the other libraries in Massachusetts. So I can get books from, from all over the state sent to my Kindle, which has been awesome. Like I just search for the book and then, um, then it, you know, automatically downloads. I get an email saying that it's, that it's in. And so that's been interesting. Um, and one of the books that I really have been wanting to read is writer Carol's the bullet journal method. And, the weight, because for whatever reason, my, a lot of the local libraries didn't get it. Only one of, or no, three of them had it, and the wait list was over six months oh, for wow. Kindle for the Kindle version, and the same for the uh, hardback version. So basically, like I was going to be waiting six months, no matter which version I wanted. So I posted a picture of that to Instagram and Harry Marks reached out to me and said, so which one are you waiting for? I was like, either or. And he goes, then I got a message saying, check your email. Nice. And he sent me the gift of reading. He sent me the bullet journal via Kindle. And I've been diving deep into that. I'm about halfway through the book now, and I really like it. It's um, I'm gonna do a full review. I think I'm gonna do the review um, on Manupod. Um, it's really interesting how he explains it in terms of not just as a way of organizing yourself but also to like tracking things, how it helps organize your mind. It's very influenced by getting things done, but with a less dude bro vert, like outlook, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, Which is interesting because my wife right now is reading or listening to getting things done. (laughs) And she's like, man, is this guy always like this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is he he just sounds like well I'm not, I can't even say on air what she said he sounded like um <laughs> yeah. I we'd have we'd have to shoot shoot me out um we'd have to pew pew me out but right. uh, yeah, she was like wow that guy's a jerk <laughs> he just sounds like a jerk <laughs> all the time like she's like I'm listening to and he he narrates oh. his own audiobook 
And he also has a podcast, apparently, which she's been listening to. She's like, yeah, I gave up on the podcast. She's like, and I can barely listen to the book. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think she will find the bullet journal method much more enjoyable later. So after she finishes listening to getting things done. So anyway, uh, if, if you're interested in bullet journaling, it's definitely a really good read. He has a very concise, to the point, gentle writing style. Okay. That I think a lot of people will really enjoy. Aside from that, the sticker sale is kicking butt. We will certainly have some new microphones soon. We've got a few donations that have definitely helped push us closer towards our goals. Um, so I'm really like, it's really interesting to me to like get all of the orders in and then label them and put them out in the mail. I do it twice a week. So there's a little lag between when, when people order and then when they go out. But I'm really enjoying, like, packaging everything up and seeing... I get to see all the different colors in the stickers, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm also excited about um, Lenore not having to tape her headphones to her face anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that will be a positive when we can uh, have that stop. Yeah. Um, was it was there anything else that we wanted to talk about in terms of what's exciting? Have there been any good releases? Yes. Well, that's uh, you know I forgot to <clears throat> you know we we do show notes uh, like most podcasts, and I totally forgot like to think about things that have been released that are new. I mean, we have the we didn't talk about it last time. Baron Fig's backpack that is waterproof. Oh yeah. And do we talk about like the blackout? versions of their products we haven't yet but yet we should definitely should and um that will bring us nicely into our topic right yes actually and then i i was gonna refrain from commenting on it but i i saw it online and i i, I rolled so hard that i almost lost my eyes that free poster that Blackwing's giving away. <laughs> really nice photocopy, a nice, a nice paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate to, you know, we all we don't want to like bring other people down. We're all in this hobby; it's a close knit community. But like, I think if they made different choices of wording, maybe yeah. have better, you know, have been better. But uh, it was just kind of it made me laugh and roll my eyes at the same time. <laughs> but that's the only like new stuff. Like, I don't. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, well, prob- we probably are. Write Notepads came out with something since the last time we recorded, right? Yes. I feel, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have that tan, I don't yes. remember what it's Super called. Super limited edition. Yeah, yeah, the tan. Um, which is tan probably gone notebook. by now. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> let me see. I can tell you in two seconds. By the power of the internet. Limited editions. They're having some great sales, too. Write and Story Supply are having some amazing sales on not just their limited editions or older limited editions, but their regular core products. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Story Supply has been having some good discounts on their stuff. Actually, I don't even see those notebooks listed on Wright's page. Yeah, interesting. So they must have been really limited edition. Super limited. Um, so yeah, I mean, Baron Fig stuff. So the backpack, I don't have any of their bags. Um, not, not out of like, because I don't want them. It's just that I have a lot of bags and my 
North Face backpack that I purchased out of necessity has been doing so well for me that I can't really justify <laughs> switching it. Um, I guess the only thing I would probably like is maybe a smaller bag mm. um, that's not so backpacky. Yeah. I mean, most of my two jobs that I have are in you know, a high school and a college. So a backpack is appropriate. Yeah. But thinking ahead, um, I do have a, um, Tom bin bag, but it's this medium cafe bag. Yeah. It's just not big enough. Yeah. It it can fit a notebook, but it sticks out the top. You have to like really buckle the thing. Yeah. I, um, so a listener sent me a Baron fig messenger bag. Whoa, nice. Yeah, it was from, he hadn't used it, um, and he knew I would. You get the good listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, it, I like the messenger bag. Uh, what, I, what I actually really like about the messenger bag is that there's padding in it for a laptop and, um, like, a tablet if you're going to use it. Okay. So, I don't... So the way that I work when I'm not at home is I use my Kindle Fire as my main place for writing, and I also carry a Bluetooth keyboard that pairs with it. Okay. Normally, like if I'm using my backpack or another bag, I have to put the keyboard inside a neoprene case to keep it protected. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that with the Baron Fig messenger bag. I can okay. just put it into the spot where most people would put their laptop. And it's nice and protected in there. I do find that it's a little shapeless. So I use a bag and bag. I actually use um, a cocoon. Um, You know those... It's basically like a series of rubber elastic-y things and a grid pattern. Mm -hmm. Or a grid it, a cocoon grid it. Have you heard of those? No. Okay. So it's a series of elastics woven together that you can slide your cords and cables into. Oh. And it keeps it really organized. And I use one in the front pocket of my Baron Fig Messenger. It has my EpiPen in it. It has my cords and cables. Um, my pencil case lives in it. And then it has a zipper pouch on the back of it that I actually put my the two cables that I use for charging things. And then on the front of it, within all of those other things, I also keep two chargers. And that gives the bag a little more shape. Because mm-hmm. what's it's just very open and it kind of flops around a lot, um, but it's a it's not a particularly roomy bag. It's a small bag. It doesn't carry a lot of stuff. Like I can't fit my lunch bag into it, so I have to carry my lunch bag outside of my bag when I go to work. Um, and then you ca- there are out external pockets. So the external pocket I have a um, external battery that I can plug my phone or my my Kindle Fire into if I need it. The Kindle Fire has excellent battery life, so I very rarely have to plug it in when I'm out and about. It'll hold a charge all day long, even when I'm attached to my Bluetooth keyboard or reading, So, which is one of the reasons why I use the Kindle Fire to, as my tablet for work or mm-hmm. working into. Um, but overall, the Baron Fig Messenger Bag, I really like it. I find... It, like I said, it's a little shapeless as a messenger bag, but many messenger bags are shapeless. But it looks really professional, and I get a lot of compliments on it mm-hmm. because it does look really good for a professional-looking bag. If it were black, it would be even more professional. It also stains really easily, as I found when I dropped my coffee mug onto it. 
Oh, God. What mm-hmm. color did you say you had? Uh, the slate blue. Okay. So it shows, like, the coffee. I immediately, you know, sprayed it down with Mrs. Myers, blotted it. But, uh, yeah, it's got a big, fat coffee stain on it. Which So I've been planning on doing this review, but now I have this, you know... Coffee jank, stain bag. Janky-looking bag <laughs> that's not going to look particularly great in photos. Um, and in comes the waterproofing. Yeah, so then comes the waterproofing, which, you know, if I spilled my a coffee on my Osprey bag, all literally all I have to do is wipe it off. Right. Although I do have an internal stain from where I did spill coffee on it, but mm-hmm. that also hoses out. Right. So... You know, part of the, like, I love the cotton. I love the Mm -hmm. feel of the cotton canvas. I love the look of the cotton canvas. I should have sprayed it down with some Scotchgard. Yeah. I didn't, and now I pay the price. So I really love the idea of using a waterproof canvas or waterproofing on their cotton so that it doesn't stain. And I wonder, you know, I mean... I wonder why it wasn't an initial decision. I don't know if it was like because they weren't sure how well the bags would sell. So it was a cost issue or what? Um, because I like the look of all of their bags. Yeah. And like you said, like messenger bags are generally kind of flat, weird looking. Yeah. Um, unless you have a lot of pockets on the outside or whatever. But I like the look of their bags. Um, and I'm actually half glad I didn't pull the trigger when I did. Because if I can afford one of their bags, now I have the option of waterproof. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I have been looking for, um, a messenger bag, but I'm a very, I'm a big fan of simplistic, clean, neat design. Yeah. And Baron Fig kind of does check those boxes for me. Yeah. Um, because I've had messenger bags in the past where when you put your stuff in, it kind of is like a hump on your back. (laughs) (laughs) If you, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, and then if you don't adjust the strap properly, it's like a hump on your butt. And then it's just like this awkward kind of thing. And you knock stuff over with it. It's just... I like something that is sleek and slim and, and so they're definitely on my radar for, you know, the next time I decide to plunge into a purchase, but I do like that they have that option because you know, what's funny is when they were initially marketing the bag, there a lot of their like photo shoots were of the quintessential Brooklynite, you know, biking around New York and walking around to work. And you know, it's like, those are times when you need a waterproof bag because, mm-hmm. you know, as someone who has been to the city many, many times, um, getting caught in rain is not as uncommon as you think. Yeah. Um, you know, you get on the train, you, you get above ground and it's pouring. Yep. So, so yeah, but I'm glad that they, they have it now. I mean, I think it's a, a great option. It is. It is. Um, the next time you come out, I'll bring, make sure that I bring my, uh, Baron Fig messenger. So sure. You can check it out. Yes, I would like to see one in person because, yeah. like I said, I, I I can look from pictures, but seeing it and feeling it and holding it, I think, is going to edge me over one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and then briefly, their um, blackout. I don't know. What are they calling it? Like the the is, edition of notebooks that are black. Are, is it blackout? I thought it was I don't blackout. Know. I, I don't know. I just It came from my brain. It, maybe it is. <laughs> um, but, I again, I... You know, it's funny when, when Baron Fig first came on the map, I kind of gave them flack because they were very bro like, like, mm-hmm. where's the color, man? You know, it's like, what are these bro colors? What are the, you know, and now they've come full circle and they have black products. Um, but I think black is a color that is kind of for everybody. Um, yeah. And I think it's a, a color, especially, 
especially for, um, you know, a lot of times like, like around the holidays now I want to buy gifts for people. Um, unless I know you, I don't know what your favorite color is. And like gray for me is all right. Sure. But like, mm-hmm. there's something about black. It's just, you can't go wrong. Right. You know, absolutely. Um, it is blackout by the way. Oh, sweet. My brain remembered something. I'm proud of that. <laughs> so yes, that this makes a really good segue into our topic, uh, which is blogging, specifically blogging about stationery. And of course, we're going to get tangential here because there are more things to blog about than stationery. But I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of discuss um, stationery blogging in general, because it's something Les and I both do. And a lot of our other listeners um, either blog in some capacity or they have an Instagram where I count that as kind of like pseudo blogging. I don't Mm -hmm. know how you feel about that. Um, But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about um, this evening. So I guess we'll start at the beginning, like any good story, (laughs) Um, how we got into blogging. Um, I guess I can go first because mine is a little bit shorter than yours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But indeed I started, journaling online actually like personal journaling you know that that angsty teenager slash early 20s you know i have a it wasn't called a blog it was just it was a live journal yeah um, yeah most a lot then, of people started that way and then i um moved to i bought my own uh you know url and hosted a website and again it was the the journaling aspect of it and then i kind of started really thinking about my hobbies. So I started reviewing um, board games. I actually wrote for a website that was kind of a board game slash video game site. Um, So I reviewed board games for a bit. It was great. I reviewed some video games. It was something that I was like, wow, maybe I could turn this into a job. Um, Because I was getting free product, I was getting visibility. I actually wrote an article that got a lot of traction. It was about a Kickstarter that failed, and it got like randomly, it randomly went viral, and like I got bit by that blogging bug. Like, wow, I can reach a larger group of people. I think after the board gaming thing happened, I kind of got burnt out because the site that I wrote for was not paying me um, at the time. And I had that discussion because I said, if you want me to write more articles, I this is. Sure, it's a labor of love, yeah. but I, I can't. You're getting ad revenue. Yeah. Um, and I kind of cut ties with them. And good for you. I was, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I. It's one thing to be like, "Hey, I'm a new blogger. I never wrote anything before. Why don't we do a couple articles as a trial?" I've done that before. That's fair mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, especially if they're going to send me something to review. But it turned into, "Hey, can you write about this? Can you write about that?" And I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to provide free stuff. So. Um, I didn't blog for a while, for about two years, and I missed writing. I mean, writing is kind of one of my favorite things to do. Um, It's my job in some capacity. And I got back into the world of stationery, specifically pencils, and I found Erasable, and I found Johnny's blog first, and it all just kind of took off from there. Mm. I was on the quest for my Grail pencil, which was a pencil that I used in high school, the Eberhard Faber principal pencil. And that's kind of what started the blog. And it's kind of just been history after that. You know, I, I enjoy, I, I think the draw for me to blog is obviously not free stuff because I don't get much of it. It is more of 
bringing information to a community that um, is really, really interactive. I mean, this actually goes back to our, our previous episode talking about community. Um, you know, what keeps me going um, and what got me started so quickly into stationary blogging is the response that I've gotten from people. Because like anything else, people want to know, should I buy this? Is this good? Is this bad? And I like to be able to give people some insight into, you know, how a certain product is. So that's kind of how I got into it. So I kind of, I didn't even fall into it. I kind of like slow rolled into it. Like when you fall down a hill, you kind of like bounce around and like hit a couple trees. And then, you know, I think right now I'm finally at the bottom of that hill and I found my home and I found my place. So, but Les, what's your, what's your history? Oh man. Um, it's so much more involved. Um, so I initially started out with a personal blog, sort of, sort of like the angsty teenage stuff that you were doing, except it was about, I, I was detailing, I was telling a funny story <laughs> about one of my breakups and my ex, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. who I won't talk about because she, she's not a bad person. Uh, she just did a lot of really wacky and looking back, hilarious stuff that made for really good fodder for a blog. And I, you know, I've always written. I've written since I was 10. I always kept a journal. And that just really translated really well into blogging and telling that story. And eventually, you know, my ex and I got to a point where I didn't need to write about her shenanigans anymore. And... I started writing about all of the art and craft things that I do on the side as part of my side hustle. And at the time when I first started blogging, I was learning how to bind books because I was on the search for the perfect sketchbook. And there is no such thing. You'll find something with good paper and then the company goes out of business or they switch paper. And it just, you know, I couldn't find something that worked for me. So I was like, well, I'm just going to make my own books because that's the thing. And started taking pictures of my process and writing about the process and sharing that with my listeners. And my blog at that time had a very different name, which I won't, you could search for it, but you'd never find it because the server that I was housed on, um, it didn't, I guess it caught on fire, but there was like an accident happened and the server platters, like there were big divots taken out of it. The guy tried to save the server and it, there was, oh. yeah, there was like, there was flame and chunks of the actual like server were missing. So it, um, so yeah, doesn't, doesn't exist anymore, but beside the point, uh, so at, Shortly before the whole server farm went up in smoke, um, <laughs> I asked my listener or my readers at the time, like, what do you, what, do you care? Do you want to like, is this bothering you? And everyone was like, actually, I kind of, I kind of like the new you. I like what's going on. Like it was, it used to be really funny, but I'm enjoying reading about the art stuff. So I just transitioned into Comfortable Shoes Studio after a couple of years. And then I just started writing about art and art supplies and what's this paper like and what are these pens like and I got hooked up pretty early on with Johnny of um, Pencil Revolution but there were also other websites um, Mole Skinnery 
which is still in existence, but very different than how it used to be. I really miss the old site. Um, Moleskine actually bought Moleskinery, and now it's entirely different than it used to be. The other site that I used to go to all the time was um, Notebookisms, which is still alive, but not updated very often, as well as Brad of the Pen Addict. I started like talking to all these guys um, on various websites about you know, pencils and pens and ink and everything and things I use to draw. But I think transitioning sort of into like the other side of it is how, how do you keep the blog going for such a long period of time? I mean, we're looking at like, I probably started blogging in 2001 or 2002 mm-hmm. um, and transitioned into different things over the years And I think for me, the one big connector, besides the art supplies, besides the reviews, besides all of those other things, is that I have this love of writing. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I didn't have that love of writing, what's the point of blogging? What's the point? Right. You know, because certainly like going into it, like you were talking about free stuff, going into it in the hopes that you're going to get free stuff from vendors, dream on doesn't happen that often. <laughs> right, I mean, right. yeah, sure, some uh, some bloggers do get a ton of free stuff sent to them. I occasionally get something like a bag from a listener or a reader, but very rarely do vendors send me things. Occasionally, yeah, Baron Fig sends me stuff, but it's not all that often that I get free things. Most of the stuff that I have on my blog and that I talk about here on the podcast are things that I've actually purchased with my own money. Right. So really blogging for me is a labor of love, not just of the items that I'm reviewing and writing about and talking about, but of the actual act of writing. Yeah, no. And, and that's, that's kind of, I agree with you completely because you're right in the beginning when I was young, I was like, Oh man, like the life of a blogger, I can get free stuff all the time, (laughs) you know? And, um, it's, it's not that. And I, I oftentimes like, I wonder if people sometimes realize, not our regular readers or listeners, but like um, if some people sometimes realize that we're buying this stuff with our own money mm-hmm. and we're doing it out of the love of the act and not like, like I make it very clear when I review stuff that I get from companies that it, my opinions are my own. It was provided for free, yes, but my opinions are my own. Um, yeah, that has to be made very clear, I think. Because I think that the biggest thing that you hold as a blogger is credibility. Like, I, I put that above anything else. Um, you know, because I've had companies, I don't even think there are companies that, that are legit, but I've had, I don't know if you've ever had any contacts through your um, contact me page, where it's like, hey, like, um, I, I've been getting one a lot recently. This, like, I don't even know what they're about, but they're like a company that wants me to write a post for them and they'll pay me $100. Like, yeah, I get those too. You know, They're and garbage. it's like, right. And I'm like, no, like, that's not what my blog will ever be about mm-hmm. um, at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, I like, like you, I like to write and I love to share that with people. So, so, you know, I think the next bullet point on my little list of blogging and, and, and everything is the choices that we make specifically first the the technical stuff like like why you choose to use the host that you use and 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 that kind of stuff but then also what you choose to review um for me it's changed over time 
um, as evidenced by the title of my blog, which is The Weekly Pencil. I do not just review pencils anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea, that I was just going to review pencils. Um, but I guess I can I can answer, speak to these two things. First, you know, what, what I choose to review and, and why I choose it. Um, I did think I was just going to review pencils. I was like, great, weekly pencil. There it is. It sounds great. And then I realized that there's only so many pencils you can review. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I could go through my archives and see which pencils that I didn't review that I have. Like, like for example, Generals, what do they have? Like 10 or 15 different kinds of pencils? Yeah, if not more. I found, I found that the differences are minimal unless you're talking about, um, you know, a completely different, you know, grade of graphite like it's very hard for me to differentiate between say a supreme a general supreme and a general's calendar and a general's goddess besides what they look like and the shape of the barrel of the pencil like for me um yeah. so it's like why would i do that to people so i tried to do early on i tried to do reviews in groups so like the musgrave pencil roundup and the generals you know and just kind of put them all together because I feel like it's just going to be more of the same. And we, we talked about this actually off air before we started about yeah. companies like Blackwing. Like I'm not going to review every special edition because it's essentially reviewing either the 602, the MMX or the Pearl or right. the 24. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, like what, why would I do that? I mean, mm. I could make a commentary on what they look like and the topic that they chose to focus on as far as like their inspiration. But I, I'm I'm a big fan of functionality and use, and not so much. Hey, this pencil is great. The theme is great, but yeah, it's a 602. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with with reviews that talk about that stuff, and I myself have done them. But unless there's a drastic deviation, um, like I think I reviewed the Blackwing number one because it was like a round barrel, and the finish was very different. Um, and I reviewed the, oh my God, it's failing me right now. The, what is it called? The pencil, the white pencil with the... The 16.2. Right, right. That was another pencil that was very unique. So again, uh, you know, choosing what to review is, is, for me, first I think about what my reader wants to read, but then I think about what I want to read and what I want to write. Um... But over time, I realized that there's not just pencils in the stationary world. So I kind of branched out to erasers and pencil sharpeners and then now notebooks. And now, actually, I'm going to review a pen. What? <laughs> because, you know, I'm thinking about all the tools that I use. Um, and I've reviewed highlighters before because I do use them mm -hmm, frequently. Mm -hmm. But I've been using pen um a little bit more. I mean, I have reviewed the Baron Fig pens, don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about a pen that you can go into a store and pick up for less than $5 kind of review. Mm -hmm. um, because when I journal, I do journal in pencil mostly. But lately, I've been using pen because I just happened to pick up a pen um, and start writing with it. And I realize that it's a lot easier on my hand. Like, I press down really hard with pencil and yeah. I find that depending on the grade of graphite, I get hand fatigue. Whereas a pen, 
just that little difference of being able to glide over the surface really helps me with having my hand not feel like it's going to fall off. So, yes, I'm not going to even say what kind of pen, but it will be coming up um, <laughs> in, in about two weeks. <laughs> because, it, again, you have to kind of evolve. And I think that if you don't evolve and you just stick with what you stick with, it gets old. Not only for you, but for your reader. Um, and re- right now, the fact that I don't review just pencils, but my blog is called The Weekly Pencil is kind of a moot point. It doesn't matter. It's just that's the name. Um, and as far as choices when it comes to um, hosting and, and everything, I, I use Squarespace. It's because I'm lazy um, and I like the way their stuff looks. I, I'm I'm a very, very big fan of like a clean, neat look. And, and WordPress offered that for me, too. Um, but Squarespace just... It's kind of like, it's like a WYSIWYG, you know, what you see is what you get kind of editor, which WordPress is too. But when it comes to like moving stuff around your page and stuff, I found it just to be a lot easier for me. And you were talking less about widgets and stuff. Like I don't, and that's me being lazy. I don't have the time or the energy to want to like find out what goes here and what goes what. Because I'm sure you can make free WordPress do everything that my Squarespace does. And and I think you've said that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Um, yeah. Because that's the drawback of Squarespace. It's $17 a month. And I will say, actually, I had an uptick in Amazon revenue, um, which I don't like to use Amazon links that often. But someone must have went on some shopping spree, which was great because I bought a Pokemon strategy guide. So thanks, random people. Um, but, like, it doesn't pay. Like, I that's that, that's that $17 a month comes out of, of my budget. and But that's that's the price I pay for convenience. So my choices are out of convenience. I just, I like that Squarespace is kind of set and forget in a way. And I'm so comfortable with it now that I don't feel like changing to anything else. Um, I will say though, when you change your theme on Squarespace, it's a pain in the butt because it's not like WordPress where you click and it just populates stuff for you. Um, yeah, WordPress is super easy. And it, like right. I could change my my theme at the drop of a hat and it would be mm-hmm. super easy. Mhm. So, I mean, like I said, I, I maybe I'll get tired of Squarespace, but for now that's that's who I choose to use just because of the fact that that I like the way their everything is designed and the way it looks. Um what about you, Les? Like, what what go what factors into to your decision making when it comes to content and also hosting? Well, let me address the hosting thing first. So, in terms of hosting and WordPress, I chose WordPress because one of my rules for all of my hobbies is that they have to be self sustaining. Okay. So, the money for my website and for the beginning of RSVP and manuscripting pod all came out of my hobbies. So, my notebooks pay for all of the stuff that I do. So I use WordPress because I'm cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In part, in part, like I I joke a little bit about that. Like it, it is in fact, because I have actually spent a lot of time learning WordPress and it has quite a steep learning curve at first. Mm -hmm. And once you put in that time for the learning curve, it becomes much easier to use. The widgets are really sort of plug and play. You leave them there. Like I haven't touched my widgets or the other little add-ons since I opened the website. Okay. So it makes it very easy. Um, That said, it did take me a while to learn and I occasionally break stuff like manuscripting pod. I wanted to check out and see if I could create a group within manuscripting pod 
so that people could get off Facebook and we could interact within a forum on my same website. I yeah. put the add-on on. I couldn't really understand how to use it. And I left it there not really thinking about it. And then I, you know, loaded up the next week's manuscripting pod and everyone's like, hey, I can see it on the site, but I can't download it into the podcatcher. And it turned out that adding the forum widget uh, broke the RSS feed. So I had to delete that and remove it. And it was it was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Crap, you're going to have to edit that out. I mean, ass isn't horrible. It's a donkey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, um, but... <laughs> My point is, is that like I had to put in, I occasionally have to put in some work on it. And, you know, it, for me, it's one of those things that I enjoy doing. So it's not mm-hmm. really that big a deal for me. And also I'm not spending $17 a month on right. hosting something. It's $50 a year for the hosting package, which also hosts this website or this podcast. It hosts my manuscripting pod podcast. Um, and then every now and then I'll get an idea and I'll buy another website for 99 cents Yeah. and start something up and then let it fail. Um, <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> and, you know, I have to pay the 11 or $12 a year for all of the place, the, all of the sites that I, I keep up on. Mm-hmm. So there is that, you know, there's, there are those like little expenses, which amount to, you know, four or $5 a month, if you really want to look at it as a, on a monthly thing. Um, so that's right. why I have chosen those is in part because I have this rule that my hobbies must be self-sustaining. Um, so that's why I use WordPress and, and my hosting package in terms of what to review. Like you, I don't like to do all of the individual, new releases of limited edition things. Yes, I've I've done reviews of the Baron Fig Squires um, as they've come out. Uh, and at this point, like, I question whether or not I should continue to do those reviews. I don't know. Like, that's something to think about, really. Like, do I, do I continue to review things that really what I'm reviewing is, this is a new color. I like it. I like right. the, I like the little icon that they've slapped on here. Like, is that what people come to my blog for? Or do they go to my blog because I give unflinching reviews of the items that I review? Like, I will, s- no, go ahead. Like the Parker, Parker Jotter fountain pen that I'm going to review. Like, th- I think that's what people come to my blog for versus mm-hmm. like, all like me reviewing the same thing again and again and again and again. Right. And, and I think for me, um, something that I hadn't really thought of until recently and it had nothing to do with pencils that made me think about this, but there is value in reviewing things that just have a different fit and finish. So for example, my hobby Tamagotchis, I, I bought two new Tamagotchis from Japan. I, I don't have them in my hands and you can look at the, the advertising photos and the stock photos, but I like to see pictures of things in the real world because you don't get a good idea of color mm-hmm. um, yeah, unless you that. see multiple representations. Um, and of course, Instagram has filters and people can modify their images, but it gives me a better idea. So I feel like with, with, with Baron Fig and even with, with um, Blackwing, but more so Baron Fig because it's a $60 pen, I justify like the whole idea of reviewing them over and over because people want to see them 
being used. Like Baron Fig takes great pictures. Yeah. And they are generally true to color. But like I think that that people do like to see action shots, I guess. And so that makes me think just on the fly here, perhaps not doing a full review of things, but a pictorial review. Um, almost like you do less. Sometimes when you get a new product, you take some Instagram pictures and slap them yeah. up there. Um, because like I said, I, I do like to see an item before I spend a lot of money on it because I mean, unfortunately, at least to me, I care about what things look like a little bit more sometimes. Like, that's that's part of it, right? Is like we we do care right. what things look like. Right. So so I, I can see the value in, in that, but but yeah, like you're right. Like why why bother after a certain period of time? Yeah. I don't know. I get torn with that. Um because I just feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. And when I have done the various Black Wings volumes, I've always, I always say, I am just reviewing what this looks like externally. Right, right, right. I'm not reviewing what it looks like on the inside. Like, I'm not reviewing the core. Because you know how I feel about a 602. It's not my favorite pencil in the world. You know how I feel about a pearl. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm the I opposite. Really, I, I, yeah, and then I really love the 24 core, the extra firm. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I don't know, like, I think those are valid reviews as well, because, you know, when you're talking about, like, a new round pencil or a five-sided pencil, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, I really enjoyed reviewing the pencils from India. Like, that... Yes. yes. There's, you know, it's basically the same core across the board, but not. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Mm. So, I don't know. I think it's something to think about, I guess. I mean, I do I do have a tendency to do those unflinching reviews mm-hmm. pretty often. Um so I think that's really why people like go to my blog. And I also like have when I when I've been blogging, I have talked about the fact that I bought this pen based off of reviews that said it was fabulous. And it's a blobbing, horrifying mess. Like, right. maybe I just got a bad pen, but all these reviews said it was great. And it feels great. It looks great. But the actual interior ink is terrible. It writes awful. Um, and I'm, right. like, thinking about there's a Zebra Sarasa. Or, no, the, it's the Sarasi, not Sarasa. Which is... Okay. Uh, yeah, so they have those two pens that with the similar names. The Sarasi is a horrible pen. But anyway, let's like, that's beside the point. Uh, Like, well, yeah. And like, I think that it, that annoys me the most. Like, actually that gives me a new angle. I can read other blogs and see when a bunch of blogs rave about a product, get the product myself and see if they're really, you know, valid. Like, because again, I just talked about how it's important to, to separate the idea that like I'm reviewing this stuff and this is my own opinion. I'm not influenced by free stuff. Um, you know, I think when uh, Galen Leather sent me a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I really just wanted to review one of their pencil cases. They sent me like pen- two pencil cases and a wallet. I wasn't in love with one of their cases. And I said that. And I sent, as I usually do, I let companies know like, hey, I, I did the review. It's up or whatever. Um, they still appreciated it. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I've ever reviewed something by a company that isn't like that. 
Like yeah. Baron Fig's the same way. Yeah. Like I've been harsh on some some other stuff and they get it. Like that's that's part of the nature of doing business. But you can almost tell when someone is definitely influenced by the fact that either the company told them to say a certain thing or they got a free item because it's yeah. like this is the best thing I've ever used. And it's like garbage. So I, I think it has to do with the companies that you partner with. Um, and I'm also very selective about that. You know, if not that they ever would in any million years, but if someone like, you know, Field Notes approached me, I wouldn't review their products yeah. if they gave them to me. I just, yeah. you know, um, that's just how I feel personally. So again, it's, it just, Honesty is key to me as far as reviews. Like I felt really bad when we got that Franklin Franklin Kristoff pencil set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so bad and I felt bad, but I had well, to be honest. I had a duty to be honest to people. Well, I think what's what's wrong with the Franklin Kristoff, just going off of that, is that there isn't enough differentiation between the grades because the pencils themselves, the interior, at least the of those that I got, were fine. They were smooth, whatever, but they there wasn't enough differentiation between the grades to say, okay, this is an HB, this is a B, this is a 2B, this is whatever. You know, like, there wasn't, like, it just right. wasn't enough. And the exterior was pretty janky. The stamping was, and, and who did the, like, it wasn't Musgrave. Yes, it was. Was it Musgrave? Yeah, it was Musgrave. Which, disappointing, because, like... Usually their stuff isn't janky. Yeah. So I don't know. And I didn't like their design choice, Franklin Kristoff, how it was paint and not stamping. Yeah, it was, that was kind of a weird choice, you know, on their part. So because I think stamping would have maybe been easier as far as like, I don't know the process of pencil making in depth, but I feel like paint, there's probably more room for shifting when it comes to like imprinting a pencil i don't know i don't know either but yeah that was just a you know and and all of us that got them pretty much at the same <laughs> conclusion and and yeah you know so anyhow i guess we can move into our third and final facet of this of this blogging topic and that's longevity um what makes certain mm -hmm. blogs stay around or what makes you stay around what why do some blogs fail or why do some blogs disappear? Um, it's actually one of the more frustrating things in the blogging world for me. Um, for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I blogs to me are, if I do any reading online, um, besides obviously Facebook, it's blogs, you know, I have bookmarks and I, I go through and I, some, I can't wait, like, you know, some update weekly or whatever. And it's really disappointing when one of them just seemingly disappears. And it could be for a variety of reasons. It could even be a mistake, like me. I w was lazy and kept ignoring the email that said, renew your, your URL. Um, and I didn't do it in time. <laughs> and now it's being held hostage for $80. Hence why it's weeklypencil.com. Um, so my blog was, if you look at my stats, I'm like, the whole month of September, I had no visits because it wasn't there. So, um, So it's... It could be stuff like that, too, but I often think because there's a person behind that blog, I wonder, you know, what their choices are. Like, for me, when my blog has gone inactive, besides laziness and not paying for my renewal, um, is life. 
And I often think, because this is not something that pays my bills, um, sure, I have a duty to the audience that reads my blog, and I have a duty to, you know, the listeners of this podcast, you know, I advertise my blog on here, but like, at what point do you shift that priority? And, and what has made my blog last, I think it's two years old now, maybe even three, like, I've gone through periods of every week. That's how it started. That's why it was the weekly pencil. Um, now it seems like every other week. Um, sometimes it's once a month. Sometimes I went a month with nothing. And I wonder if, if you feel the same way less, like sometimes I get a certain degree of burnout from blogging. Like for me, sometimes it becomes a task. And when something becomes a task, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And that happens with everything. I mean, that even happens with this podcast. Sometimes if I have a busy week and we have to record, sure, I do it and I enjoy it while I'm in it. But like leading up to it, it's a task sometimes because so much is going on in our respective lives, at least for me, you know, it makes me question like, is this what I want to do? And then I talk to you guys and then it's like, yeah, it's actually exactly what I want to do. <laughs> but still, you know, so, so I often think about that, like what keeps a good blog going? And I think for me, um, is like I said before, honesty and integrity and, and transparency, but also content in the form of variety. I think my idea in the beginning to just review pencils was, was very, um, at the time, not well thought out because I didn't realize that the more narrow your, your products you review are, the more narrow your audience is going to be and the less people are going to be reading your stuff. So I think over time for me, what's increased my longevity is to branch out and review all things stationary. Um, because that definitely brings my blog to a wider audience. Um, but life happens and these are our hobbies. So, I don't know. What do you have to say about the whole idea of longevity and what keeps blogs going less? I think that for a blog to have longevity, you really have to enjoy writing. You have to have that joy to write something and a drive to do it. And for me, it's less about the audience and less about people reading and responding because people definitely don't respond the way they used to to blogs. People used to like, it used to be a very vibrant talkative community on blogs and now it just isn't the way it used to be yeah and so really you have to do it for yourself it's less it's less about community it's less about all of the people reading than it is i'm putting this information out there because i enjoy writing and i enjoy looking at all of the things that i use in a really in-depth and kind of nerdy way yeah and like to me, it also goes into this mindfulness concept that I try to have within my life where if I'm using a product, if I'm using something, I need to think about why I'm using it. And for me, writing a review is me analyzing, is this something that I'm going to continue to use in my life? Or is this something that is just going to sit until I donate it someplace else or sell it? Right. And for me, that's the really important part is that it's rolled into mindfulness for me. But I think that a lot of people get caught up in the idea that blogging is a job. It's something that you're going to get free ship stuff shipped to you. 
I was, I was, my, my brain was saying one thing and my, my mouth was saying another, um, but it all applies. But like a lot of people get caught up in the whole idea that I'm going to get free stuff sent to me if I blog about these things. And like we already covered, that doesn't really happen all that much, but I think like life also happens and people stop doing the things that take care of them. Like for me, like I know that I stop blogging, I stop writing when I'm stressed out. And really that's right. the time when I need to do it the most. It's like reading. Like, I stop reading when I'm stressed out, too. And I know that when I'm stressed is really the time when I need to read more. Um, but so many of us don't take care of ourselves. We don't engage in the self-care that we need to. And for me, blogging is rolled into my self-care. And I know that's a cheesy, hokey therapist thing to say. No, but, but it's legit. It's true. And so, you know, like, for me, I, I do two posts a week. I used to post every day of the week. And that's just too much for me. So I post on Tuesdays and Thursdays usually. Sometimes I do a thing um, on Fridays of just interesting stuff that I found all over the internet. Um, but I haven't been doing those lately. Again, because I'm busy and I'm not reading as much online. And also NaNoWriMo, which I should have put into my exciting things, is ongoing this month. So really, like, life gets in the way and... You have to balance what you can and can't do. Is blogging something that you're realistically going to add into your life and continue doing it? Or is blogging something you're going to do for a short period of time? And do you really want to pay for hosting ongoing? And if that's the case, then use a free service like Blogger or, or whatnot. Then you don't have to pay for it. You can do it for free. Right. Right. Um, but, I don't know, was there anything else? I think I... I like went tangential on that a little bit um no i mean i think we covered as much as we could cover on this topic yeah for sure got deep like always we never we never swim in the shallow end or the kiddie pool when this we talk about stuff i guess we can wrap things up now um sure. so i want to take a moment as always to thank everyone for their supportive words on both the website and Facebook group. It is always great to get so much support from everybody. I want to give a quick thanks to everyone who continues to support us and have joined the Facebook group and review us on iTunes or whatever medium you use to listen to your podcast. If there is a review option. Um, I also want to thank everyone who has purchased stickers so far. Um, I'm not excited because we're selling stickers. I'm excited because you're seeing the awesome stickers that we're selling. They're um, so cool. They're so awesome and so cool. And I'm glad that we're able to bring them to you um, because I love them dearly. Um, and I want to give a specific thanks to Melissa, Kay, and Bruno for their generous donations. Um, those donations actually helped us reach our goal of um, – getting some new mics, which are vitally important to podcasting. Indeed. So, um, again, that is always appreciated. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, so you can find RSVP at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. Um, you can find me, D, at weeklypencil.com. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Les, where can we find you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook, 
at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter as Original L.C. Harper. You can also find my other podcast at manuscriptingpod.com. And she's not here, but I will say that you can find Lenore um, in the Erasable podcast and the RSVP Stationery podcast group. And I believe you can find her on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. So until next time, thanks, everybody.